0: My entitled landlord tries to sue me over false claims that I had ruined his townhouse and that I was responsible for this guy's negligence. But I was not about to take that sitting down. So not only did I take him to court and win, but I forced him to pay me back all the money that he owed me. And I've never been more satisfied to take anyone down in my life. Here's what happened. So for a bit of background, my first husband was not a very nice man. For six years, I was belittled and basically a baby factory for him. He was a fantastic father, but he was a horrible husband. After he finally got his heirs, I was then treated even worse until I finally woke up and decided to leave him. Now, this revenge story is not about him, but I had to set the scene of what's gonna happen. I moved out from the house, taking my clothes, my car, and my computer. I had nothing. I stayed at my best friend's house for a couple of weeks before I was able to line up an awful townhouse with roommates. I had no furniture, and my bed was a cat urine-smelling free couch. I was able to score. I wound up with about three or four jobs, with one of them being full-time. And once a week, I would not even be able to sleep a night between jobs, meaning I was having to stay up for almost 48 hours a day. Now, fast forward to one year later, and my divorce is finalized, and I had fulfilled my year's lease for my townhouse. By this time, from all my hard work, I had furnished the home. I had furnished my bedroom and my kid's room when they would be with me for visitation. Now, my scumbag landlord was was a nice landlord for the most part and this was all during the time of me renting there. I was a good tenant. I was never late with my rent and although I had roommates, I was the sole name on the lease. My landlord would show up often with some guys that he had to work on something like plumbing tests or whatever else excuse he could come up with just so he could be all creepy and hang around trying to converse with me with mildly suggestive undertones that made me quite uneasy at times. Finally, the lease was fulfilled and I was now on to a month-to-month contract, to which at that time, I was ready to move out of this awful townhouse, and I was ready to find a great house in the mountains nearby, and I was honestly simply thrilled that now that I have my feet on the ground, I can finally afford something better than living in the slums. My lease stated that I had to give one month's notice in order to move out. Unfortunately, I was able to get the house I was to move into for the next month, and that was only three weeks away. I sent an email to my landlord stating that I had intended on moving out at the end of this month, which was exactly three weeks away, and he can try and find another tenant, but I did state that if he did not find a tenant, I would still fulfill my legal obligation and pay next month's rent. Within one week, two weeks before I was to move out, he emailed me back and stated that was very generous of my offer, but he was able to find a new tenant for the beginning of the next month, meaning that I essentially would be off the hook. He even tipped his hand by stating that he already collected a deposit from them Now, something happened within a couple of days after that, which was no fault of my own, nor my roommates in the slightest. The townhouse came with its own appliances, stuff like a fridge or an oven, including the washer and the dryer on the main level. My roommate had put a load of laundry in and went to the living room to have a nap. He suddenly woke up to find the washer had malfunctioned with a sensory switch, which never stopped the water filling stage, and there was now an inch of water in the kitchen and living room. He splashed through the water to turn off the washer and called me to come and help deal with this. I was just getting off of work and I ran home to assess the damage and let me tell you, it was bad. There was standing water on top of the living room carpet and a good inch of water in the whole kitchen. I called the landlord and I told him the issue. By the time the landlord showed up, I had already got most of the standing water out with the help of my roommate as well as friends that showed up with shop vacs. The landlord didn't seem too upset, which was surprising for me, and had an appliance repairman with him that was coming out to look at the washer. The repairman even said yep here's the culprit and showed him that the dial would stick on the fill stage and wouldn't click over to the agitate stage. After replacing the dial and the lubricating for the whole dial he eventually left. The next week was chaos as I was busy trying to pack and the landlord had insurance guys in the house assessing the damage for any claims and workers were taking out the carpet and cutting two feet worth of the lower drywall of the whole main level. The day of the move. Though I was still supposed to be there for a couple more days, the landlord had let himself in as movers were moving out my stuff with a camera going around taking pictures of everything. I honestly thought that this was for his insurance claims. I actually felt bad for the landlord at the time and I told him that I would not ask for any of my deposit back and he responded in front of the loading crew and my roommate, thank you, that's very generous of you. We eventually parted ways and I thought that was that, but boy was I wrong. Two weeks into to my new home location, my previous landlord showed up on my doorstep with a summons to appear in arbitration because he was suing me. So I thought to myself, what are you talking about? On what grounds is he suing me on? He stated, it's all in this paperwork and handed me a manila envelope with 18 pages of everything he was charging me with, all of which including photos. So now I knew why he was taking pictures in the first place, nickel and diming me on everything from scuffs on the wall to bent up Objects, and then he also wanted me to pay his insurance deductible as well as the following month's rent. He claimed that the tenants that he had lined up backed out at the last minute, claiming they didn't think the place would be ready in time with all the drywall and painting they still had to do. So he still wanted me to pay that month's rent. I thought to myself, really? No, I don't think so. I knew I was more than generous of giving him my whole deposit, and then for him to come back and sue me for thousands of dollars, he was not only claiming the damages caused by the flood, but also improvements he needed to do that should never be or have been my responsibility in the first place. Even cracks in the living room wall that was from the building settling. How should I be responsible for that? He wanted new lighting, new faucets, all mainly on the accusation that I was being negligent. But you know what? I wasn't going to have any of that. I know that this place was a slummy townhouse complex, and most of his tenants were on welfare. Maybe he could get away with this with other people, but absolutely not me. No way. I just got out of a marriage that made me feel insignificant and I had horrible self esteem. But now I had my dignity and I felt strong for the first time in a long time. No way was I going to let any more garbage happen to me without doing something about it. I had 10 days before the date of my arbitration meeting. I immediately got to work. First getting a signed deposition from the very repairman that had showed up that day stating that the appliance was quite in need of maintenance work and the last time he had done any maintenance for him was almost five years before. From thoroughly reviewing my rental contract and the local laws, the landlord is obligated to have all appliances maintained and serviced every single year. I had also talked to some of the other tenants and had heard that this wasn't the first time that this landlord had sued tenants after the fact. I hunted them down and got sworn statements from them as well. Unfortunately for them, they didn't know what to do and mostly didn't show up to arbitration, hence why the landlord would be winning by by default, but there was absolutely no way I was going to let him do that to me. I then drew up a rebuttal to each and every claim he had, including photos from the year that I had lived there. I printed out all the email correspondence and even convinced my ex-roommate and one of the movers that heard my interaction with the landlord about him stating how generous it was of me letting him keep my whole deposit, which was, by the way, a significant amount. The day of the arbitration comes around and I dressed up in my power suit and with my ex-roommate and worker in tow I showed up at the meeting now in Canada arbitration is not held in a courtroom per se but it still is held at the courthouse in a conference room with a judge we had one hour with this judge since the landlord was the plaintiff he got to go first in the case he spent over 40 minutes going over everything and I sat quietly until he finished once he finished I then hauled out the rebuttal in multiple copies handed it to the judge to the landlord and anyone else that wished to have one and I quickly went over each point. The landlord was irate and interrupted almost every second sentence I spoke. I would pause the moment he would start talking and I would say sweetly, I was quiet and polite during your time to present your case. I hope you grant me the same respect. The landlord started to get red in the face, especially when I got to the deposition of the maintenance worker for the appliance. I included with that the Tenancy and Landlord Act sections pertaining to appliance maintenance and stated that this was the only record of maintenance that had a And unless he can come up with more recent records from perhaps another company, it was over five years since anything had been looked at. With my defense, I had also then countered that I would like my deposit back and my days pay from work since I had to take that day off to go to this meeting. The judge then made his statement, and I will always remember this for the rest of my life. He stated that first he was very impressed by my presentation and that I obviously have a good handle on things and can tell that my nature is of kindness and respect especially with photos of how I had the townhouse furnished and how clean and how much pride I put into it, as well as with any home that I would live in. The bottom line is that not only did I win my case, I wound up having my landlord owing me over 80% of my deposit back, including interest. The landlord's face was priceless. The judge then proceeded to tell this landlord that they will be reviewing again all of his previous filings. And if there was enough evidence of him mistreating previous tenants, he would be reported to the board of landlords lords and tenants. Now I walked away that day feeling on top of the world, completely justified and he got a taste of his own medicine. But it didn't stop there. Oh no. Knowing that this guy has a history of suing tenants, I printed up my final results, the ones with a judge's signature, and I gave a copy to each and every tenant in that complex. I wanted to warn every one of his practices and to keep notes, photos and everything so that he couldn't do that to them. But I didn't stop there. He still owed me money. And And I asked repeatedly for the payment, but he never responded. He had until a certain day to pay me back my deposit. And on that day, I had gone to his house and knocked on the door. He didn't answer the door, even though I knew he was home. I rang the bell a few more times and knocked very loudly. He then turned his house alarm on, which at first startled me, but quickly turned to humor because I was seeing just how much of a coward this bully was turning out to be. I then yelled loud enough that I'm not going anywhere. He then yells, get off my property or I'm going to call the police. So I think, okay, no problem. I get off the property, but I camped out on the front sidewalk. I had a fold-up chair, a cooler with water and sodas, a few sandwiches, and all my paperwork with me. I was set to stay there forever. I would then tell anyone that walked by, and already there were some people there from the house alarm fiasco, about how I was a tenant, and this guy wrongfully sued me, and that I have a claim against him, and he now owes me money. I let anyone look at the paperwork too, by the way, just to back up my claim. The police eventually did show up. They first went to talk to the landlord and he was claiming that I was bothering him while also making the unjust claim that I was slandering him and that I wouldn't leave his property. But I was on public property, meaning the sidewalk, and it isn't slander to tell the truth, of which I had my court-signed paperwork to back me up. I wasn't disturbing the peace. I was simply and quietly seated outside his home and just talking to his neighbors about his actions. He was out yelling that I needed to leave and I quietly quietly stated that I would be happy to leave once I am paid what he legally owes me. I was not going to leave before I get money in my hand and I was more than willing to stay there and tell anyone that would listen to me why I was camped out there in the first place. The police stated I wasn't doing anything wrong, that it was public property that I was sitting on and I wasn't disturbing the peace and it isn't slander if it's true. Finally, after an hour of the landlord yelling on his front lawn at the policeman and at me, of course, did his wife come out with the money. She handed the money to the police of which in turn handed the money to me and signed off documenting final payment was complete. I sweetly smiled. I thanked the police deeply and I went home. I have no idea whatever happened to that stupid landlord or if he's still pulling this garbage like he did on me. But I hope that I at least help put the fear of God in him and that he remembers that he can't screw with people because eventually it will come and bite him right in the butt. This original poster is seriously awesome. They not only worked Their way out of a horrible marriage and worked several jobs just to make ends meet, but they also were able to buy a house of their own while also get out from underneath this awful landlord. And when they tried to sue them illegitimately, they went right back at them and put them right in their place. Like this really was awesome to see. That landlord was a piece of garbage. They were trying to sue this person for stuff that they didn't even do to the house. That sounds like such a nightmare to be blamed for something that you had no control over. Like you didn't bust up the house, you treated that place with respect you did everything correctly and there's no reason for you to be treated that way so good for you for getting back to this entitled landlord they seriously had it coming and the way you took them down was seriously awesome to see if you like am i the jerk you're probably going to love am i the genius check it out link down below in the description another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help My entitled manager makes me stay later than I'm allowed to, stating that I have to get everything done and that I can't leave until everything else is done. So I decide to maliciously comply and as a result, she eventually got fired. Here's what happened. So this happened a couple of years ago in December of 2019. I got a job at a higher end grocery store in the area as I was planning on saving for when I started college in fall of 2020. The store has all kinds of different departments from the market cafe to the P- Pizza and sub shop to the cheese section, etc. I aced my interview and I was hired in the bakery department, specifically for breads only. That will be important later. The first four months was a breeze, but after COVID nineteen ramped up, my doctor put me on leave until August. When I returned, a lot of people had already quit the bakery. I was taking college classes now, so I was working night shift part time from five o'clock until nine o'clock. My department manager by the name of Sarah informed me that they were short-staffed on night. And I might be on my own one day a week I was sure I would be getting help for the rest of the nights But nope, that didn't happen Weeks go by and I barely get any help I'm burning myself doing closing shift on my own Along with my own schoolwork No one was in the dessert or breakfast section And I can't talk to anyone about it Because they're gone by the time I clock in I complained to the bread manager by the name of John And he told me that he will talk to Sarah Since she runs the whole department So I thought, okay, fine, go ahead and do that and this is how the conversation went with Sarah. I said to her, hey, I wanted to talk to you about the workload. A lot of day shift people leave their mess and can't clean up after themselves. I have to do that and my duties, which isn't fair. Are you hiring anybody else for the night shift? I can't keep running around, and I'm using my inhaler so much too. Sarah says, oh yeah, we're having a hard time filling the night shift roles. We could always train you for desserts and breakfast. I say to her, that's not what I meant. I meant assistance, not more responsibility. I can't do everything in the bakery and close with only 4 hours. Sarah said well you can just figure something out just make sure you don't leave a mess during closing though. You can't leave until everyone else is done. I can't leave until everyone else is done? Okay. Ever since she said that I started documenting every time I had to do 3 jobs at once. I would take my sweet time when I didn't have class the next day making sure I clocked out at 11 o'clock each time. The amount of stuff that kept piling up was ridiculous but I was simply following her instructions Human resources noticed my clock in and clock out times and wanted me to come by their office. I told them everything along with photos I took. Suddenly, everything changed. At 9 o'clock sharp, they were kicking me out and whatever was left was for the morning. And eventually, this all fell on Sarah. Now, Sarah was reprimanded but wasn't fired until she was caught selling two-year-old expired pumpkin pies. And this was all to customers on Thanksgiving Day. That day, surely was a doozy and while I was shocked, I honestly was not surprised. Yeah, the manager in that situation sounds like a complete loser. Like, first off, you're making a part-time worker pick up all this slack, and this is all without extra pay or extra hours. Like, seriously, I cannot stand managers who do that. They push everything on somebody else, and then they try to walk away scot-free, as if they don't have any kind of responsibilities at the place they work at. But you know what? It sounds like Sarah got exactly what she deserved in the end, because she was an awful manager. And the fact that she would try and force this off on the original poster is proof enough that she had no business being in a manager position. My boyfriend struggles to give me compliments because he's fearful that I'll leave him if I feel too good about myself. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. For context, we've been together for almost two years. I've struggled with low self-esteem my whole life and it's gotten worse recently. I am currently working on it in therapy. I did some research online and I found out lots of people struggle with a lack of compliments in relationships, but I haven't seen a post about this particular reason. Throughout our relationship, he's never really complimented me. It's easy for him to compliment his friends or female friends. He would even call them beautiful, but he's told me multiple times that he struggles with complimenting me because he thinks that if I have high self-esteem and think I'm awesome and beautiful, I will just straight up leave him. He also explained to me how compliments were not a big part of his six-year relationship, which took up most of his young adult life. It was very unhealthy, and she ended up cheating on him. He has a huge abandonment wound from this, understandably, because that was so awful. He knows that I struggle with low self-esteem pretty badly, and when I express to him times where I'm feeling insecure, he's very supportive and reassuring about it, giving me general I love you, your beautiful statements, and I really do appreciate that. We had a talk last night, and he left me a note this morning saying that he finds me so beautiful, and I thought that was really sweet. Since we've talked about it recently and a while ago, he has been complimenting me me more but it honestly feels forced and not genuine to me sometimes like he's uncomfortable saying it and feels like he has to do it but still I really appreciate him trying I compliment him pretty often because it comes off naturally to me which is why it's hard for me to understand how if you're genuinely in love with someone you wouldn't be gushing over them at least sometimes we talked about how I'd really love for him to vocalize how he feels more often and how not hearing those things has been really hard and had an impact on my self-esteem in the context of our relationship. It's just extra hard because of the way he could compliment his female best friend. He says this is because he's not scared of a friend leaving him, but a relationship is an entirely different entity. I understand that the thought of abandonment is such a huge fear, and at the same time, I'm just struggling with the fact that it's kind of hurtful, because it seems like he doesn't want to feel good about himself in a way because of that fear. He knows it sounds awful too and feels bad about it, so I don't want to bring it up. It's just become a bit painful because he's seen how heavily I'm struggling with self-esteem and that statement makes it sound like he does not want me to get better and feel good about myself. Otherwise, I would just leave him. I'm not sure if that's the truth or just an excuse because he doesn't find me attractive or something like that. Or he just isn't used to complimenting people. He's actively working on complimenting me more, but it doesn't feel specific or genuine at times. And I'm not sure how to address this idea. I just want to feel reassured that the person person I'm wanting to continue building a life with thinks nice things about me and wants me to feel good about myself. What can I do to work through this with him, especially with this being a huge fear of his? What should I do? First off, I think you need to start taking the compliments for face value. I think it's really inappropriate to read too much into it and be like, yeah, you're saying it, but do you mean it? Like first off, he's obviously never done this before. He has literally no practice at it. And maybe this is the first big step for him to start complimenting you more. So honestly, if he's complimenting you I think it's really important for you to believe him because not believing him honestly sounds obnoxious and that would get really old really fast but in that same vein of thought this guy really doesn't want you to feel good about yourself like seriously how can you not see that as a red flag what boyfriend in their right mind would say to you well if you feel too good about yourself you're just gonna leave me like that's honestly insane and it sounds like he needs to go to therapy or something like that because that does not sound like a healthy relationship in the slightest so hopefully something positive can come from this relationship because from the sounds of it this does not sound healthy in the slightest and hopefully things can get worked out sooner than later thanks for watching when you subscribe make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video to finish listening to all the stories use the playlist at the top of the description and if you like am i the jerk you're probably going to love am i the genius check it out in the description below and subscribe